Hello and welcome to Growth Mindset Language Learning Podcast with Kasia, where I show you how the way you perceive your intelligence affects your ability to learn a language and where I emphasize the importance of maintaining growth mindset in order to progress in your language skills. I am an English teacher by profession, but I'm also a lifelong language learner. Tips I share in my podcast come from both my teacher's and my learner's perspective. Full texts of each of my podcasts are published on my website www.teach-learn-love.com. You can ask questions and post comments through my contact page there. Welcome to episode two of my podcast, where I will share my tip number two on how to use growth mindset in language learning. If you listened to episode one, you have learned the basic differences between how a growth mindset person and a person with a fixed mindset perceive themselves and their life in general. Those perceptions very much affect learning. They also affect working environment, they affect relationships, everything in life. Um, Now, one thing that I want to mention before we dive into tip number two is that like many things in life, this is not a black and white situation. Thinking that you can divide the world population into growth mindset people and fixed mindset people Well, that in itself demonstrates fixed mindset, right? We are all a mixture of the two. As a matter of fact, it is quite common to have growth mindset in one area and fixed in another. I myself um, am still leaning towards fixed mindset when it comes to singing, drawing and acting, while I'm definitely more growth mindset oriented when it comes to developing writing skills, uh, language skills or even personality traits. Now, the good news is that mindsets are not a permanent part of you. You can change them if you're willing to or if you want to. The first step to do so is being aware of them both and being able to recognize which mindset you're leaning towards in various situations. And of course, the second step is to decide whether that's something you want to change. You may display a fixed mindset in a certain situation, but that's a situation that you're willing to live with and you want it to stay that way. And that's perfectly okay as well as well. Um, All right, off we go to today's tip on how to use growth mindset in language learning. And this one is quite tricky. Uh, Tip number two is try to speak the target language from day one. Why is it tricky? Well, I can think of two reasons. Uh, Reason number one is because historically the emphasis in learning a new language was always on the grammar translation components. That put reading and writing as most important, listening and speaking, those were not even made part of uh, teaching language until about 40 years ago. In many cases, languages are still taught like that. Communication is not the goal, which goes against my tip number one, which of course 50 years ago, my tip number one would have not only been useless, but also ridiculous. But with the world uh, becoming more and more global, we're in a 21st century right now, the speaking component became more and more valued. And nowadays, um, it is being taught um, in primary schools and also in language courses. Uh, Reason number two, why it's tricky is because of the so called silent period. According to Stephen Krashen, uh, who is one of the gurus of uh, second language acquisition, 
every language learner goes through the initial silent period and that period ranges between two to six months depending on of course the learner's abilities the difficulty of the new language that they're learning and many other factors how often they study it and so on during that period the learner can understand most of what's being said probably even all that's being said is actively processing it because they do understand it but if they wanted to repeat exactly what they heard they would not be able to. Silent period does not by any means uh, mean that um, the student or the learner will or should remain silent. Um, all it implies is that they are able to, this is the initial phase when they are able to understand more than they can produce. Now, you can see how that would pose a huge problem for a fixed mindset person. You see how with a challenge like this, they would not even try to speak. If they can't produce as much as they understand, then obviously they can't show how smart they are. So it's better to keep silent, right? Let me just quickly compare for you how a learner with a fixed mindset and a learner with a growth mindset would typically behave during that silent period. Well, the growth mindset person, um, as we know, puts a lot of effort into their learning. They will want to test what they have learned, see if their effort paid off, and because it's the effort, not the, not the ability and the end result that counts so much, they probably wouldn't be too worried about jumping in and speaking from day one. The fixed mindset um, uh, person um, has different, have different values, right? They, they value ability above effort. Effort is for those who don't have natural talent. So they would probably try not to express their thoughts um, during the silent period because they know that it would not be perfect. So why try? A person with a growth mindset uh, treats mistakes as learning opportunities. So making mistakes is part of life. We learn from them. And if you make a mistake in a specific context, like an interaction with a native speaker, it will be easier to remember the, the mistake and then, of course, the solution and learn from it. Um, on the other hand, the person with a fixed mindset does not make mistakes, right? Speaking before you can say it perfectly is not an option. If you're smart and intelligent, mistakes are just not part of your world. You never want to sound non-intelligent. For a growth-minded uh, mindset person, uh, challenges are part of life. Uh, a person with a growth mindset knows that if you consistently choose tasks that are easy for you, you will not uh, challenge your brain, you will not... Uh, learn and you will not progress. Now, the person with a fixed mindset usually prefers the tasks that are easy for them so they can con consistently prove that they're smart. Challenges are scary because what, especially public challenges, what if you publicly fail and embarrass yourself? You might be exposed as an imposter. People will know that you made a mistake. And um, if you're talented and smart, then mistakes are just unacceptable. Um, effortless success is always better. So at this point, it is much better to acknowledge that you understood all that is being said, but not speak yourself. Now, last but not least is how the growth mindset person versus uh, fixed mindset person deals with feedback. The growth mindset person is interested in feedback about their progress and does not shy from constructive criticism. They do not mind sounding like a child. They do not mind being corrected. They do not mind being laughed at. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, many times a, a person with a growth mindset would laugh 
at themselves with the person that's laughing at them at that situation. They can always learn something from this interaction and as long as they're learning, the, the whole interaction um, remains positive for them. The person with the fixed mindset is interested in feedback that praises their abilities and only that type of feedback. If you speak a language from day one, obviously you'll make mistakes. You will sound like a child. People may laugh at you. And negative feedback is just not an option for a fixed-minded person. So however tricky number two may be, uh, and now I'm, I'm hoping that you are beginning to understand that it is very difficult for a, a fixed-mindset person to start speaking from day one. Um, therefore, I encourage you to work on your growth mindset. If you're not there yet, that's fine. Um, the, the great power of yet. Um, because this is where the growth mindset really comes in when it comes to speaking. Trying to communicate to the best of your ability from day one. And that requires a great development and maintenance of your growth mindset. Here are my seven suggestions on how to start speaking from day one. Number one, start before you think you're ready. If you think you're not ready yet, you may never be. When I first moved to Ghana in 2004, I was so impressed about how many languages Ghanaians spoke. Um, I have since then um, lived in Uganda, Kenya, and now Congo Brazzaville. And in all of those countries, people speak a multitude of languages. Here in Congo, most people I know speak French because that's the official language of the country. Um, they speak English, they speak Lingala, and at least one or two other tribal languages. They did not learn most of those by attending a language course. They learned by listening and repeating what they hear. And what I observe is they speak a language that they are learning from the very beginning. I remember the first week here, we went to one of the restaurants um, here in Brazzaville. And I was very hesitant of, uh, and worried about speaking my French at the time. Um, the waiter figured out that my husband and I spoke English and instantly switched to English. Now, my French at the time was better than his English, but he was more willing to speak a foreign language, and that's the key. He wasn't worried about his pronunciation. He wasn't worried about whether I will understand or not. He just wanted to communicate, to make that connection in a language that was more familiar to me, and to practice and to learn from his possible mistakes. What a fantastic modeling of growth mindset. Suggestion number two, pre-teach yourself vocabulary. Many language learners study a new language for work. To become a proficient English speaker, it takes about three to five years. I'm sure for other languages, depending on the difficulty of the language, it might um, take even longer. So don't wait three years before you open your mouth in a professional situation. If you are heading to a meeting in a target language, I suggest that you work with a native speaker or a teacher or someone that can help you before your meeting. Uh, practice speaking on topics that uh, may come up, uh, learn the vocabulary, pre-teach yourself some phrases, some helpful uh, words, and prepare as much as you can so you can feel as comfortable as possible in that new situation. Uh, number three, ask for help only if needed. So let's say you do go to that meeting and there is a good chance that while you are um, there, um, there will be people around you who speak English and maybe their English is even better than, than your knowledge of the target language. Continue in the target language and um, if you get stuck or if you feel you're being completely misunderstood, ask for help. But if you're seeing that you're communicating and it's a successful communication, 
just stick to it and um, if anyone uh, switches to English it should be uh, the native speakers of the of the other of the target language rather than you number four record yourself periodically and that that one I learned from my French course um, that I'm taking currently um, I basically listen to one video and read one text per week and then I record my voice summarizing the two and I send it to my teacher now, the reason why I find it so incredibly useful is when I taught primary school, my favorite part of parent-teacher conferences was surprising the kids in the meeting by showing their parents their writing from the beginning of the year versus a few months later. It was also a wonderful, a powerful confidence-building tool because it was so precious to see the faces of the kids when they actually looked at their piece of writing from a few months back and the current piece of writing and saw the tremendous progress that they made. And it works the same way with the recordings. Uh, when I compare my first recording for my French class um, a year or so ago to the recordings that I'm producing now, there is no way I can doubt that I'm making progress in the language. Now, am I fantastic French speaker? Absolutely not. I'm still learning, but I can see the progress and that is confidence building and that gives me um, hope and, and uh, convinces me that I am making progress and that's all that matters. Number five, remember that your success is not based on one factor on one or one event. Um, I see teachers a lot of times making that mistake basing um, their opinions of a student based on one test. Whether it's a test, a social interaction, a vocabulary quiz, um, that one snapshot of your language ability is not a measurement of your ability or of how successful you are. Remember that. Learning is a process. And that's why for me, the teacher assessment um, is always more valuable than any summative test. Uh, you need to see the, the, the trends. You need to monitor them. You need to monitor improvements, see whether the student's making an effort or not. Um, measure the ability over a much longer period of time in order to be able to give constructive criticism and uh, feedback to a child and direct their learning. Um, I never, frankly, put much value on test results. I always made a point um, of teaching test-taking skills rather than punishing the kids for doing badly on one assessment, especially because once you know the kids, you know who gave a wrong answer because they were nervous or maybe because they were rushing. And mind you, fixed mindset kids will always, always try to rush to finish first because to them finishing first is an indication that they're smarter than anybody else, right? They've already done it. It was easy for them. Um, so, um, you know, if you know yourself um, as a learner, uh, do not uh, measure your success against one uh, interaction, uh, one communication. Um, keep, a, keep an open mind and a global picture in that open mind. Number six, focus on what you learned. Sometimes people might not understand you. They may correct you. They may ask you to repeat. You repeat and they still don't get it. They may laugh, um, but do not let it bother you and do not give up. If they do not understand, try to explain again. Use the gestures, use different words. Um, if they correct you, uh, you know, what I do usually, I thank them and I immediately repeat the sentence with the corrections at least twice in front of them so they can see that I'm learning. And the additional bonus is that you will be teaching them about growth mindset. Instead of focusing on what others may have thought about you and your language skills, 
you will be focusing on what you're learning and you'll be demonstrating it to them. So if you've learned something from that interaction, no matter whether they were laughing or judging, you win. Number seven, last but not least, don't be embarrassed when people see you learning. Now, this is the core of what I'm trying to convey in my podcast. As children, we learn so many different skills within such a short period of time. We learn how to walk, how to talk, how to manipulate objects, how to relate to others. We learn how to read and ride and climb stairs and ride bikes, and the list goes on and on and on and on, right? And a lot of this learning is done in public, under the public eye. Later in life, and, and I'm sad to say, it, I think it starts when the children start attending school, having people see you learn and make an effort somehow becomes an embarrassment. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging in public that you are learning. Stop comparing yourself to other people who may speak better than you. Rather than doing that, use them. Ask those people for advice. Approach your polyglot friend and say, my goodness, you seem to be so great at langu- uh, learning languages. What is it that you do that, that helps you do that? If others have a problem seeing you learn in front of them and if they judge you for it, I'm sorry, but frankly, the joke is on them. It is not easy to be a growth mindset person when you're surrounded by fixed mindset people. Today, I want to leave you with a fragment of David Sedaris' book, Meet Up Pretty One Day, where he illustrates how a fixed mindset environment can affect a language learner. He basically describes how how, um, taking the French language course in Paris um, affected him. So here we go. My fear and discomfort crept beyond the borders of the classroom and accompanied me out onto the white boulevards. Stopping for a coffee, asking directions, depositing money in my bank account, these things were out of the question as they involved having to speak. Before beginning school, there'd be no shutting me up, but now I was convinced that everything I said was wrong. When the phone rang, I ignored it. If someone asked me a question, I pretended to be deaf. I knew my fear was getting the best of me when I started wondering why they don't sell cuts of meat in vending machines. My only comfort was the knowledge that I was not alone. Huddled in the hallways and making the most of our pathetic French, my fellow students and I engaged in the sort of conversation commonly overheard in refugee camps. Sometimes me cry alone at night. That'd be common for I also, but be more strong, you. Much work and someday you talk pretty. People start love you soon, maybe tomorrow, okay? Over time, it became impossible to believe that any of us would ever improve. It was mid-October when the teacher singled me out, saying, every day spent with you is like having a cesarean section. And it struck me that for the first time since arriving in France, I could understand every word that someone was saying. Understanding doesn't mean that you can suddenly speak the language, far from it. It's a small step, nothing more, yet its rewards are intoxicating and deceptive. The teacher continued her diatribe and I settled back, bathing in the subtle beauty of each new curse and insult. So there you go. Don't let that happen to you. Don't let yourself be brought down and depressed by fixed mindset people around you. Keep up your growth mindset and try to speak the target language from day one. (laughs) 
Well, that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I would love to hear your stories and experiences with fixed and growth mindsets in life and in language learning. You can post comments and questions on my website, teach-learn-love.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. You have been listening to Growth Mindsets in Language Learning. My name is Kasia Helbin-Travis. Join me next time for tip number three.